Welcome to the 13th episode of Online Theater Collaborative, Innovations in Digital Theater. I'm Neil Wechsler, a playwright and filmmaker from Buffalo, New York. It's so cool to be here with New York City-based actor Monique Bukovic. What were some online projects you worked on this past year? I did a Zoom reading of a play. I did an audio play. Um, what else have I done? I did a piece with you. <laughs> that should have been first. That was fun. That's where I learned the most. Oh my gosh, thank you for all of that. Um, and I've been doing what I've like learned a lot through this is I've been doing a lot of self-tapes for auditions. Again, that's where when you and I were working on Winnie, it was awesome, first of all, working on that with you, but also you taught me so many technical things to make my self-tapes better because they just started happening, which is good, but I'm also like, I don't know what I'm doing, you know? So thank you for that. It was a lot of fun. And just for some background, it was a one-minute piece for Winnie from Beckett's play, Happy Days. And as you said, we were just exploring self-filming, shot composition, and there are so many obstacles to online performance. No playing partner, no audience to play to. So as an actor, you have to draw on other techniques and approaches. And my question is, what are your thoughts on the online space given all these obstacles? And is online performance, in spite of those obstacles, something you'd be willing to do even beyond the pandemic? I think I spoke to you after I did the radio play and that it felt completely different than doing like a Zoom reading. It didn't feel weird or that I wish that the other people were in the room because we were all there together, but we were just listening to each other. And then when doing a Zoom reading, technically the obstacles and stuff, first of all, you're like, oh my God, mine is probably going to be the one where I, I lose internet connection and I'm going to screw the whole thing up. So you have that sort of added stuff. And technically I'm like a total door. But it also, it's really hard because you weren't sure where to look. And it usually wasn't that you were able to actually look at the actor and their little thing. I have to say it was really, really difficult for me. And I mean, that's one of the great things about rehearsals and being in spaces that you, you get each other's energy and, and it's just, it's, I just love that. So that was missing for me. However, saying that, doing more of it and learning more, I would be willing because I think that, I don't think it's going to replace going to live theater or a film or television or whatever but I think it is a, a new way to reach people that can't afford a $300 Broadway ticket or this or that so listening to your podcast and also talking to other people I'm learning more about the benefit of it and how it can work that I would be willing to be a part of that and actually be really excited about being part of it. I think it could work as an intimate way to present a play, maybe we don't call it theater, but it could still be effective. And yet so much exploration is required for it to truly work. And my question is, how do we go about that? I'm not sure companies are willing to devote the time and resources it would take. I've thought of possibly turning this podcast into a kind of free workshop space, bring in a video component where artists could explore online possibilities but I don't know that could ever gain any real traction. So I'm just curious about your thoughts and all of that. I think what you're doing with this podcast and stuff is reaching out to people and saying, hey, I'm not exactly sure everything that needs to happen, but 
if anyone does, let me know. And so this person might know this person or this person might have this knowledge. The whole grassroots bringing everyone together, I think, is what theater is about and so lovely. And I have to also just say, I'm glad you said sort of some like, maybe don't call it theater, you know, online theater. I know theater can be a huge word, but sometimes that's what it actually kind of made me emotional because I'm like, it's not theater. It's not what I think that theater is, you know? So yeah, maybe just another word, as silly as that kind of seems it. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense, but it just makes me feel better about the whole thing. Totally. I think one of the reasons theater companies might resist this space long-term is that using the word theater to describe it seems like a kind of infringement on theater. So maybe we should brainstorm a bit on another name for this. Focus on the development aspect, maybe online play development. I don't know. Just let's throw some names back and forth. I like the development aspect of it. And I never took offense to your online collaborative name. It's not online theater. That just makes me think that talking about online theater stuff. But yeah, that the whole development, that it's not necessarily, this is our final show, gang, you know, and we're all in our little squares. And so that works. I'll try and think of some other names as well, throw them out at you. I'm not sure at this very second. But I also have to say that working with you on Winnie, when I did the monologue and then you added your media and your visuals and stuff, that seemed like a a piece. And that was, I thought, lovely. And it didn't feel like it shouldn't be, again, theater, I don't know, is that the right word? But that felt like a piece that should be seen and had, was just a good result, an end result of two people collaborating. And that kind of like went way off somewhere, but it just made me think of it. A a finished product can be done this way. And also that when you're talking about playwright and development stuff, like I have done readings with playwright where it's just, he has three actors and himself and he just wants to hear it. So that has been great for this kind of thing. I know that he's been writing it and developing it and changing it and over the last year, because we've probably had three or four readings and it was really helpful for him. Yeah, and maybe it's about theater process, something like online theater development collaborative. For all those things theater companies rarely have time for. They want to develop a new play, but they can't get everyone in the same room together long enough. And then the play just disappears. So this space could be a way to bring people together and to explore. So I'll throw the pitch back at you. Online theater development collaborative. I think that's great. Really. That yay. That that makes all the difference, honestly. That's really, 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 really great. Yes. I think you hit on something there. Is it as simple as that? Just a theater moving its exploration type work, new play development and so on online? Or am I missing something? No, I think I think that it can be as simple as that. And it's gonna be different for each project and for each company. But I think in general, that that's the thing, that yes, we have this way to rehearse and to discover and to do all this easier than, as you said, like it's sometimes the most difficult part is like trying to get everyone's schedule and then renting the space and stuff. And this, first of all, you can have the whole cast, the whole crew, or you can just have a one-on-one like we are having. So yeah, I think it's just the development, which is the key word. And also it's I think it is that simple. And I think each company and each project will define what it needs to do. Absolutely. 
and I mentioned that I might turn this podcast into a free workshop space with a video component to explore, let's say, line delivery with shot composition. And just to continue this brainstorming, what's a workshop you would show up to to collaborate and share ideas along some of these development possibilities? I've been watching some of the master classes. And when I think of working on Winnie with you, I felt like I had a master class, honestly. Um, so one that I would show up to, I feel like I already did, was how to self-tape. That's huge. And really, I think even after, you know, everything's back to where we can be in the same room, yay, and all of that, I think that self-taping, it had been happening before, you know, so that someone in New York could submit to someone in L.A., but... I think it's going to be a lot more. And I think at the moment, people are kind of like, don't worry. We know the situation and where you are and you don't stress too much. But I think it's going to become more and more sophisticated. And just like the basics that you taught me and then got a little more advanced and stuff, I think that that would be a huge one. And I think sometimes the best way to help in areas like shot composition, line delivery, is to focus on more challenging material. Those extra layers of meaning can lead to fine-tuning, more precision. There's just more to learn, which is helpful not only in this space, but on stage as well. Does that make any sense? It does. It does very much. To be able to develop or to experiment or to jump in with, as you said, difficult stuff, working with you on a difficult piece, like you came up with an idea because I was doing it by myself in a room was who I was speaking to, which was outside of another person in the room with me. And that helped immensely. And I would then know that I would take that with me when we actually get to go into a theater and do it. Creative things open up when you're in different weird kind of situations and you you really really opened me up to that so i thank you very much for that it was so much fun thank you for being here today and thank you for helping to think through the name change i think that's really important as a path forward well thank you so much it's just fun talking with you and i learn every time so thank you thank you thank you and i look i look forward to doing more together <laughs>